Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This episode is brought to you by the Inspire Collection by Kalia. Ladies, your workouts are about to get an upgrade. The new Inspire leggings by Kalia are exactly what you want when it comes to activewear. It's their most versatile collection yet. They look good, feel good, and stay put. Using Lycra Adaptive Fiber, it compresses and molds to the body like a second skin. And it's unbelievably stretchy, so you can move however you want. Shop the Inspire Collection by Kalia now, exclusively at Dick's Sporting Goods. Welcome to Better Cast Saul, the officially unofficial podcast for Better Call Saul on AMC. I'm Jim. I'm Aaron. And we just finished watching season four, episode two, titled Breathe. What'd you think of this one? Uh, I tell you what, Gus comes with you with some basic warehouse supplies, <laughs> uh, Ziplocs, uh, bags, uh, zip ties, box cutters, hell, even a box. <laughs> right. You run in the other direction because the man does not fuck around. He doesn't, no. Like, that scene, like, it's such, it's so horrifying in simpl- simplicity. Like, you, you you bag a dude, you zip tie his hands, and he's done. He's yeah. done. He's going to die do? slow right in front of you, and there's nothing you can do. Mm-hmm. So, pretty horrifying. And okay. reminder that the, the Gus does not play. No. And it... it it's also a reminder if you're standing there watching it that you're now in deeper than you've ever been. Yeah. And that there is no way to get out of this. One. Right. Right. When he says you're mine, uh-huh. like it's not in a Valentine day sense. It's, no. uh, it's, it's like he, he owns you like, like, like property. Um, yeah, it was exciting. I thought I thought it was exciting. That there's all a couple around. of like real, uh, you know, blo- you know, barn burning scenes, like Kim going hard mm-hmm. at Howard. Like I felt that through the TV screen. That was probably my favorite scene in the episode. That was real crazy. Um, yeah, I, and there's a lot of like funny stuff. Like I really <laughs> yeah. like Mike versus Lydia. Mm-hmm. You know, like I ask you to reconsider. It's like oh, I'd say the same, and <laughs> and uh, you know, like. At, when when she was talking to Gus on the phone, he's like, "What am I supposed to do? Let him keep her stealing my employee badges?" I'm almost like, "Well, you could maybe do a couple seminars on like not letting dudes steal your badges and like yeah. challenging people. Like you could do the things that Mike's trying to outline." Uh, I guess I'm, I kind of, I guess I'm kind of surprised that Lydia was so anti Mike and Gus is so pro Mike. That seems stretching her neck out for Lydia, but maybe I don't know. She's like trying to protect her turf. I feel I feel like she's very much like status quo. You know, she doesn't want to upset things. She doesn't want to change things. She just wants things to operate how they've always operated. Right. And Mike, well, I, I personally agree that what Mike is doing both covers the trail better and also makes their business more secure. Yeah. Uh, she probably doesn't, isn't interested in that. Right. It's been working. Let's not right. touch it. Yeah, don't rock the boat. Yeah, don't, don't that get sounds like guy. bureaucracy to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't don't get that, that the guy all spun up. Um, there's also, like, I also got a kick out of the cousins, you know, the whole joke of the Johns yeah. Hopkins doctor there being like, yeah, hey, the best thing you do is to speak to him. And then, like, there's this long, and I thought, like, maybe that would be the joke, but that when they tell the other guys, like, speak, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
And it was funny, but then like you could tell like there's that that's that set of Nacho's jaw where like the last thing he wants to do is be an effective part of this fucker's treatment, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh that combined with his dad the scene I thought it was really powerful with his dad, like, you know, taking the dirty money and making his son take it and you know, and then asking because I, I thought it was just gonna be an ice cold deal where the dad just doesn't acknowledge it, but then like, you know, he finally I, I don't know. I don't know what Nacho's plan here and whatever it was is probably out the window now that Gus owns him. Yeah. So I don't think he had much of a plan beyond get Hector out of the equation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think he thought all this would go away. It doesn't seem like that's the case. No. I mean, I, I, I'm trying to, like, I guess, you, do you think that uh, Gus is actually funding this Johns Hopkins stuff? Yeah, yeah. I think I'm, the grant came from him. Okay, that's what I thought, too, that he's maneuvering things in the background to make this happen. Because the other thing, I was just really shocked that no one from the Salamanca, you know, I was expecting a Godfather situation uh where like he would be under like some sort of guard by his soldiers but you know like let, letting uh victor and gus's personal doctor if you didn't remember he's the guy who kind of patched he's the guy who runs the kids clinic the free clinic down in Me- mexico yeah and uh he's he patched up uh, gus and mike and and i guess Je- maybe jesse if, if he needed it too. after the zafiro on Zafiro incident mm-hmm. um I, I'm surprised that they were allowed, like, like it seemed almost like a plot hole. Maybe they called in the cousins for muscle, but, like, don't you have, like, you're talking about rolling tough on a street gang. You don't have enough muscle to, like, stand someone guard over your Don? Because that's, you know, if you want to take a, if you want to, if you want to insult the Salamancas, it seems like now's the time to do it. But. Yeah, get, uh, get Crazy Eight in there. You yeah. Know? Throw him on He's a door. in jail. Oh no no yeah you're right no, I think crazy he's eight. Out. yeah not yeah. not uh, not Tuco no. not Tuco crazy eight <laughs> I wouldn't trust Tuco to guard him anyway but you got you got enough muscle to high. run off street gangs from your t- territories you can get one or two guys for the dawn you know yeah um so and then like if you're like I I guess when I said uh, Godfather situation of course Michael shows up and no one's there but that's because the corrupt cops have just run him off like right. you know just fucking do homage if you want yeah. Lots of tint scenes of uh, <laughs> Victor walking that empty hallways. <laughs> right. Have George Lucas edit it. It'll yeah, all be sure. Good. Yeah, he'll he'll find all the 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 the, the fat you trimmed and use it to build tension. Um, <laughs> and then there's there's Jimmy, who in this episode is kind of a question mark still. You know. Yeah. Is he is he feeling guilty about the cons he's pulled on his brother, and so he wants to educate these dopes? I. There's so I there's a com there's a combination of like maybe because the thing is is he sold these guys like Jimmy would be an excellent copy salesman absolutely but he did this kind of hair brain scheme and I I don't it's like there is some kind of guilt here where he wants to earn it honestly but he's not qualified to do anything honestly so he's gonna have to but try he to, is like that's the thing he's a good salesman right. he knows copiers like this right. is a good job for him. If he can't be a lawyer for a year. You know, here's the thing, though. It seems pretty clear that he's going to try to steal the Alpine uh, yeah, Shepherd Boy. This is boy. The, the job he calls Mike for. Yeah, it's like, 10, <laughs> it's, it's like what, worth what 10 Mike grand. This job? I don't know. I'm, Why would I, Mike? I hope Mike says, go fuck her. I'm making yeah. this every month. Right. After for sitting and watching lone gunmen or whatever. Like for going and fucking <laughs> with people in warehouses. Lone it, Ranger. Right. I, I, I felt like it was so weird it, but that, I, maybe there's an element of, like, Jimmy had to, like, 
he knows he's going to take advantage of these of these rubes, and like he calls him a sucker. He's almost like mentally hardening himself to like take advantage of them. Huh. Okay. But I don't know because like I that seems like I, as I said, it feels like a reach. But he did give that little statue a, a very good look over, and you see him look it up on eBay later, so mm-hmm. or wherever he looked up those humble figures. So I don't know. It might be a little bit of like I don't deserve this job if I can't get it square straight. Not, I mean, that's the thing. Like, I wonder if guys like Jimmy realize how much chicanery goes into interviewing and resumes. And like, there's a, there's a, there's, a, there's an acceptable amount of like inflating one's capabilities and getting by through bullshit in your way at their interviews and hoping people don't maybe take it too hard of a look on on uh, references and whatnot. But I don't know. Is there maybe a bit of like him? The the only real job he's had was at HHM, right? As right. The, the in the mailroom, the and there boy. he busted his ass. You know, he worked super hard. He he got this online degree uh, that he worked super hard to get, uh, and then he somehow wasn't rewarded for it. Does he feel like he should not be rewarded for taking the easy way through this? Hmm. I don't know. There's something though deeply psychological going yeah. on here, and him like not wanting anything to do with the estate, which is probably right on because as we found out, it looks like it's Chuck's <laughs> last attempt to hurt his brother. Yeah, like to give him the five thousand dollar. Like I didn't forget you, motherfucker. I just cut you out of my will. Uh, and this is Chekhov's personal letter, right? I mean, Kim files it away. It's going to come back and crush Jimmy. Like, unless she does seven a full-on Alfred and burns it on a silver platter <laughs> right. after she reads it. Like, yeah. And I, I felt like that she filed it somewhere. Like, she did. I, yeah. I, 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 I didn't see exactly what she did. And, you know, will there be some plausible reason for Jimmy to be going through that later on? I don't know. Or maybe, maybe. Jimmy will do something. Like, the other thing I guess she could use it is, like, if Jimmy reveals himself to be an irredeemable shit this season, which it's all, it's it's on the table, mm-hmm. she could use that in as its original purpose to just mm. hurt him one last time. Be like, right. you know what? Your brother was right about everything he said about you, and here's his last words. He can say it to your face. Um, that'd be pretty cool. For right now, she's viciously defending him. She is, and I, I think which I like. I think she's got the right of it with the information mm-hmm. she has. Uh, this seems and and not and Howard should know better. Yeah, like I mean, but I don't know. On the other hand, he's like, a self obsessed guy too in he, a lot of ways. He's such a pussy. He's such he cannot. He's uncomfortable with feeling anything but good about himself, mm-hmm. um, and I, I, I see why he's doing. But like, yeah, Kim has the right of it. Like, how dare you? On the other hand, again, he's kind of like legally bound to do his duty as the executor, I suppose, of the will to convey these things. Like, what are you going to do? Just have the guy be like, you know what? This is his last will and testament. But I'm going to call an audible here. Rip the thing up. Like, right. That's not Howard's fault. He left him five grand. No, a, but on the other hand, like, but offering I don't, the seat on the board, which, you know, is something that Kim points out, Chuck never would have wanted. Yeah, I don't think Kim goes nuclear if that was the only thing. Right. If, but, but, you know, Howard coming like a whip dog wanting absolve. Because that's, that's mm-hmm. the perfect thing. Like, these, these guys that, like, well, I just wanted to know, I just wanted him to know the truth. Like, did mm-hmm. you or did you just want to throw up? Did right. you want to vomit on someone so now that, that sick stomach feeling is their problem. Mm-hmm. And, oh, my God, I feel so much better. Oh, you're covered in vomit now. But, like, you know. And and that makes – it kind of, like, puts a different spin on Jimmy being like, well, that's your cross to bear. It's like he grabbed – he caught it in the bucket and, like, handed it back to him. Uh-huh. Like, nah, uh-uh, uh-uh. Uh, and, like, 
I don't know because like I was really thinking a lot in the last week because I had a couple friends like text me and we we're talking about it and I'm like I really don't understand that but this kind of puts it into like Jimmy like maybe intuitively knew what was going on here and just like I'm not I'm like whether or not this is really bothering me mm-hmm. I'm going to make a big show out of it not because I don't want you to I don't want you to win you know I don't want you right. uh, you, you want this reaction from me I'm not going to give it to you. Yeah, I just wonder what his plan going forward is because he he does kind of crack in this episode too. You can see, sure, you know when he sits down with Kim to have Chinese food or Thai food, whatever they're mm-hmm. having, whatever they decided. Yeah. yeah, whichever one he got. Uh, there's there's a look on his face that doesn't quite say, "Hey, I'm cool with everything." Right. Oh yeah. I mean I, th- that whole interaction with the copy thing. His like. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And I I wonder like what do you think he did all day. Because I bet I, he he went out and he called them. I bet he went around town just conning people into and then un, getting and then ungetting jobs. Well, see, I wonder because like I, now with the Alpine Shepherd Boy um, scam, I wonder if like he really did follow up on those other calls or if he just like uh-huh. started. I I don't know. Like because they showed him up bright and early. He had a whole day. We see one interview and then he's next. He's he's on the eBay and he's calling Mike in the middle of the night. It seems like a, another guy with like a, a scam caught between his teeth. I, I I just don't know. I'll tell him though those asking prices. You need to look at the sold. Yeah, prices. right. Recently yeah. sold because yeah. you can ask whatever the hell you, you can want. Ask whatever you want. What's the buy it now price and what are these things selling for? Because <laughs> right. that's and pay attention to shipping. Uh huh. Because they can really soak you on that. Uh, what else you want to talk about? Uh, I don't know. I, I'm. I guess I'm excited to see where nacho goes from here because like i don't think he's done fighting but also i don't we know we know he can't like take out gus obviously Mm. uh what could he do to get out of this in my opinion nothing uh but what what are his help fake his death like (laughs) i mean i guess he could be some some he could have some hand in taking out Juan Bolsa. I guess that's the most. Mm. No, he can't because Juan Bolsa survives into the Breaking Bad era. Right, but we don't know that Nacho is not alive then. Oh, you're right. We just don't ever see him. So they have to do some kind of flash forward business. Maybe. Yeah. It's like five years ish. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Did he you? could he could be, you know, instrumental in deconstructing the Salamanca Empire. There's there's a lot of things that he could he could try doing here but do you think did you see the interview the uh with bob odenkirk about the time the gene timeline uh with his quote-unquote speculation is it his speculation stuff? or is he talking because I, I i took it as him speaking for and i'm wondering if it's is is this something we should save for a slight spoiler section in the main podcast mm. because like you know it is speaking out of class and i was surprised to hear him do it honestly Right, and he talks as if he doesn't know it to be true. Okay, from, let's, from everything I've heard. So let's 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 leave it. Let's leave it okay. to the. But they're going to we'll talk about it in the main. Yeah, test. we're going to have an interview with Bobo. Well, we're not going to have an interview. We're going <laughs> to we be are. discussing an interview with Bobo where he's 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 doing some private speculation on the Gene shit. I don't know. He's an yeah. executive producer on the show. I know it's re- it's really weird when actors and producers say, "Right, oh, just speculating here, but maybe." Yeah, yeah. It's like it's okay. one thing if it's just a main cast <laughs> member, herring. but he's like. You know, he, he's getting residuals on this shit. Yeah, um, he knows what's up. But he's probably not. He's not writing a script, so. No. Uh, do you want to get to the audience participation? Because we 
Yeah. We do have some. I think uh, it's about time. So this is the end of the instant take part of the podcast. Uh, Jim and I are going to now consider uh, the people that are live participating in our thread, uh, their questions and comments. Uh, if you want to get in on this action, it's real easy. Join the club, club.balboo.com.